Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, I am super excited to be here with Cam Robinson, a pitcher in the Brewers organization. Cam, how's it going, man? Hey, what's up? Not much, you know? Just hanging out. Yeah. So how has the offseason been? You kind of mentioned that you were in uh, Arizona. Like, like was that just a little bit extra training? Like, what is, what's up with that? Uh, so, I mean, offseason, haven't really had much, honestly. Uh, I had about two weeks, if that. I want to say roughly, like, 12 days. Okay. From when uh, the playoffs ended in AAA. And then I came out to Arizona for a deload camp that lasted until like the 28th. Okay. And then I stayed out here for an extra two weeks just working out. Yeah. And what was the camp that you said you went to? A deload. So basically just coming up with an offseason throwing program and a strength like lifting program. Okay. And do they just kind of work with you, that program, throughout the, like, the offseason? Kind of keep in touch with you? Yeah, yeah. So, like, the throwing aspect of it was I was in our sports uh, lab and then working on some different movement patterns and stuff like yeah. that. That's awesome. Cool. So, now that you're going to have an off season, like, what, what's the plans? Just go home. Yeah. Give, give myself about three days and then right back into it, working out and start uh, throwing again. That's awesome. Where do you work out at? Because I know uh, in Florida, there's a ton of, ton of, uh, like, Major leaguers, minor leaguers hang out there, Florida, Arizona, California, um, where do you uh, normally work out? So I work out at the same place as uh, Zach Bean with the Rockies and Brandon okay. Rogers. It's um, a guy runs a like a gym inside of the Marucci Clubhouse okay. out in uh, Castleberry, I believe. So, yeah, that's that's where I work out at. And then I'll throw, like, at local high school fields around me or just, like, yeah. travel ball fields. And you're lucky. You're kind of lucky in Florida because I'm here in Wisconsin um, about an hour and a half, about an hour and a half uh, from uh, Appleton where you were playing not too long ago. Um, it's, bro, it's, like, 40 degrees right now. It's And it's going to start snowing. I think, I think Tuesday and Thursday I already saw the forecast. And I'm like, why am I even here? <laughs> hey, I, everyone used to ask me, how do I like Appleton? I'm like. It's not a bad place. You yeah. know, it's just a little too cold for me at this time of the year. You know, it's summer and we got snow still. Yeah, it's crazy. You're right, because when when uh, baseball season starts, it's still pretty chilly. And like you make we, we've had snowstorms or in snow, like during the beginning of baseball season, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. I, I want to say almost like opening day. One of those one of those days was actually snowing this year. In, in Appleton or in like a major league park? Uh, in Appleton. Wow, that's insane. I, I went to uh, Beloit toward the beginning of the season to watch Brandon Canard pitch. It's my guy. He's been on yeah. the pod a couple times. And uh, I said, all right, you know, that's a little closer. It's about 40 minutes from me. So I said, I'll make the trip over there. Dude, it was so cold. Oh, <laughs> uh, we that, that series was terrible. It was awful. I mean, it was like low 30s, extreme wind, and yeah. in the bullpen, our, uh, the little heat, heater we had stopped working oh no and it was tiny too <laughs> so like it didn't get much much uh area but and when it stopped working we're just out there dying of cold because the wind yeah no it was, and i didn't even prepare for it i had like a hoodie on and i'm thinking all right it's not gonna be that cold there were people in parkas i was freezing i'm like oh my i started walking around 
Um, that, that was a cool series, though, because I went, I can't remember what game I went to. It was one that Brandon pitched. He threw, like, six or seven innings. You guys ended up, I think, losing it on a walk-off. I think Beloit got their first win of the season. Um, but uh, that was when, um, um, yes, that, that was Tyler Gillies' first outing. And, like, everyone, he got a standing ovation from both sides. I thought that was pretty cool. No, yeah, well, he's gone through it. It's, it's, it's a cool story, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And like, I was gonna go to the bullpen. I saw him like sprinting out. I'm like, oh man, I gotta go. And then he gets a blister. <laughs> he gets a blister that day. So like, so the trainer has to come up to him, and he's like, dude, I was talking to him after. I'm like, bro, I, he's like, man, my first time pitching, and they're trying, they almost took me out because of a blister or something. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. he's a dog for sure. He, he, no, he's gonna let a blister stop him. Yeah, no, no, that, that like you said, his story is incredible. Um, just everything is overcome um, to be where he is now. Um, another thing about Beloit, like since we're on the topic of Beloit, did you pitch at the old stadium at all before they got the new? I stadium? did not actually. I've okay. heard you a got lot lucky. Of bad things about it, terrible <laughs> things about it. Like it was just it's garbage. Like people have told me, like people who played there have been like, yeah, man, like the locker rooms. I can't remember who I talked to, but it was somebody in the Brewers. He said his locker room was like in the shower, basically. Like he was in the, like the bathroom, like a little like cubby. Like he didn't even have like mm-hmm. his own locker. I'm like, dang, dude, that's <laughs> Beloit's. Beloit has some um, work to do. Their new stadium, like the locker room and stuff, is really nice. That, like, talking about bad stadiums, that reminds me of uh, in Loe. I want to say it's Lynchburg. Okay. The uh, Guardians Loe. They play at an uh, old, old, old stadium, middle of, like, nowhere. And the locker rooms had no AC. Jeez. The, uh, where the AC, you know, vents were was dripping water in the middle of the um, locker room. And then half of us didn't even have lockers. It was just portable poles, basically, with Jeez. hangers on them. That's crazy. And there's another one. I can't remember where it's at, but like the, the, the floors is dirt. It's like actual dirt. Um, Ooh, so when you – I can't remember. I, I don't think it's in the lower – I don't think it's in Midwest League. But there's one stadium that people told me about. Like you get out of the showers and you're literally like walking in dirt. Like they don't even have like carpet. It's just gross. <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> it is it is but i'll say like the new beloit stadium it was like it's beautiful like it's 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 really nice they get no fans still but like it's still a, a, a nice stadium. yeah uh, a nice stadium like that i'm surprised they don't pull many fans honestly i i, I heard that uh, i saw i saw somewhere that appleton's getting some renovations done did you hear about that yeah i did uh, a year too late honestly that's what i'm saying it, what they're doing is sick what are they what are what they adding from? So they're changing the home side to the away side. And our home locker room was really nice as is. And they're tearing down like the away side, rebuilding it. Uh, they're doing like gyms on both sides. I know they are like redoing the actual field and like parking lot, but that's as far as I know. Yeah, no, I've been there. I've seen, I've been there maybe through two or three times last season. Um, watch the guys pitch and stuff like that and play. Um, but yeah, hey, speaking of never going there again, like all the way to triple A from like high A, like how sick is that? Just going from high A, double A, triple A, where you, at some point you're thinking like, yo, man, just keep me, keep me going up. Like, <laughs> don't stop here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So my, my mental state, uh, I want to say two months into the season, I think I was still in uh, high A, Wisconsin. It wasn't the best. I uh, I had some conversations with with our pitching coaches. Like, why am I still here? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm doing everything and some for you guys. 
like I was told, you know, a month, month and a half, just be me pitch and I'll be in double A. It's all of our, you know, pitching prospects are starting here. You, you'll be out of here in a month and a half. And then, you know, you give somebody a date, they start marking it down. You get to a date. It starts getting in there. your head a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. So when, once I finally got out of there, you know, I uh, got to double A. I had a spot start or appearance in 21 there. So it kind of felt a little familiar. Um, didn't expect to move up to AAA as fast as I did. Um, got to AAA and I was like, okay, well, there's a month and a half left of the season. I mean, keep pitching good. Anything can happen. I didn't end up, you know, yeah. pitching the best as I was doing, you know, throughout the whole year, but it was awesome. Definitely a uh, season to remember. I mean, you're going, you, I went from bus rides to flights in yeah. one year. Dude, and okay, let's talk about that because like low A, it's in 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 minor leagues travel is just garbage. It's absolute garbage. Um, yeah, it's better. It's a little bit better now that you're playing six game series. I think because um, mm -hmm. you probably less travel to different places. But like, what was the biggest difference like other than like the flights from like high A to triple A? Because like, there's some nice triple A stadiums. Um, I mean, so triple A, every stadium's in a a major city um stadiums are huge i want to say every place we played at pulled really good crowds uh i mean the spread was night and day from a ball to triple a what was the best what was the best uh, stadium that had like the best spread uh honestly nashville by far but if i had to go road it's not even more for spread. It's more because they had a soda fountain in our uh, locker room. Uh, Charlotte. <laughs> okay. The Knights. Yeah. They were, they were doing the thing right. That's that's pretty sick. <laughs> um, so, hey, let's get into this. You were just voted to be the best reliever in the Midwest League. I mean, I know you're, you kind of hated being there and the fact that you were there longer than you needed to be, and obviously rightfully so. Um, but you were just voted the best reliever in the Midwest League. Like, how cool is that? It's actually awesome, you know, get recognized for doing stuff because uh, most of my professional career, I didn't do the best. And then last year, I started doing well, but I felt like I didn't get any love for it. And then this year, just kept following the same path as last year and people started to notice, which it felt good for me. But at the end of the day, it's I feel like it's something that doesn't matter because it's what our org thinks of me or like what the other 29 teams think you know yeah no for sure absolutely um like and i've never i don't know much about that do you get like a trophy or like a certificate or something for that or it's just like a pat on the back like hey man <laughs> add that to your resume i think it's just a pat on the back <laughs> as far as i know yeah at least. Dang. Well, hey that's still cool like i mean you're voted by like all the i don't know who votes for that is it like writers or like like baseball america or something i don't know i actually yesterday i was uh playing some call of duty and seeing i got a notification on my phone and i was like okay what is this and then i i seen the um the post on instagram and i was like oh snap this is dope and then yeah. repost repost yep, repost yep, yep. Like, oh snap everyone's seeing this quick before like i even really got to look at it yeah so you did even tell you you just found out like secondhand like people were just tagging you went why not mm -hmm. that's crazy exactly. that's cool though like i said it's, it's good that you're able to get that recognition um I was going to ask you how you found out about it, but they didn't even tell you. That's 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 pretty funny. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even know I was nominated for it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I felt like I 
I wasn't in any levels long enough. That's true. It's a good point. To, to like be considered in anything, you know. But that's kind of like a credit to you though for only being there for a shorter period of time and still like beating out the competition, whoever the competition may be. Like I don't know who else was in the running for that, but just being there for that amount of time and still being able to get that award is pretty sick. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you about, you're the 27th ranked prospect, at least last time I checked, in the Milwaukee system. Um, is that something you look at? Because I talked to guys who they, they were, they keep, they're aware of that and they kind of keep an eye on that. Some guys are like, I don't care about that. I just want to play in the majors. Um, like, how do you, do you ever look at that ranking or kind of like 27? That should be like, you know, number seven, not 27. <laughs> there's Okay, so there's definitely been times where I'm like, damn, 27, that's it? I mean... Look what I'm doing. But I feel that. Um I, I came into Pro Bowl not being, you know, one of the prospects, top prospects, you know, thought I was pretty good, really wasn't. Um so once I started getting a little recognition where I was like top forty prospects mm-hmm. and like the thirty six prospect, which don't matter because it's not on the, you know, MLB top yeah. top prospects. Uh, started feeling a little better, you know, saying, oh, snap, these guys yeah. like me. And then once I cracked the top 30, it, it was big deal in my uh, household. Yeah. How'd you uh, find out about it? Uh, my, I found out about all my rankings through my parents. Okay. I actually don't look for it. I don't look at, like, any of the articles. My parents sent them to me. I read them, think they're awesome. Because, you know, I just try not to dig too deep into it. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's keep my mind in, uh, sane and just try to pitch. Yeah, no, for sure. And shout out to your parents. I'm sure they'll listen to it. So shout out to the Robinsons, you know, keeping it real and letting you know uh, where you're moving up and stuff like that. Um, like I said, I know guys who look at it, they kind of keep an eye on that. They're like, eh. But I mean, hey, like you've been pitching well. So 27, hopefully by the end of middle of next season, you know, if you're not in the majors, a little higher than 27, you know. That'd be sick. I will That'd say I will say this though. I will say this. And you might have to give me some credit when this happens. Um I've I think I had five guests last year or this past season make it make their major league debut. So you okay. might get that you might get that bump. I mean Peter Shuzlecki <laughs> from the Brewers, he made the jump, a couple guys in the Marlins org. So, you know hey, that means I'm on the right podcast. That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You might have to give me a little bit of credit there. It's not a big deal. I'm just gonna I might take it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um so let's talk talk about let's talk about you growing up and stuff like when did you start playing baseball when did you realize you know i'm kind of good at this this might be something i can make a you know a career out of um i want to say i started roughly eight seven or eight mm-hmm. um it was a third sport my parents kind of just put me in it to have something to do um i was always better at football i won the pop Warner super bowl when i was 12 okay uh, right before going into high school. What position did football. you play? I played running back, corner, and uh, a little bit of quarterback as well. Nice. Um, and then I played basketball a little bit in high school, growing up as well. And then I want to say it was rough sophomore year of high school. Uh, yeah, roughly sophomore year, I started pitching again. Because mm-hmm. right when I got into high school – I was told two ways weren't a thing. So I was like, all right, well, I'm a better shortstop than I am a pitcher. Interesting. So, yeah, I started pitching in summer ball my sophomore year. And I've always had a good arm. Uh, I was roughly like 83 at 15. So told my high school coach, he was like, no, you're not a pitcher. Uh, you hit too well to be a pitcher. I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> my travel ball coach, uh, Brian Martinez, he was – 
like the owner of the Scorpions, Orlando Scorpions mm-hmm. at the time, emailed my coach saying, hey, you need to let this guy pitch. Like nice. he's got next level stuff, all this stuff. So, you know, I pitched in our preseason, didn't pitch well, but I was 89-91 yeah. uh, my junior year. And then through roughly like 15 innings, they weren't terrible, but they didn't go the best. Yeah. Um, and then my junior summer, I hit a 95, kind of started taking off pitching. You were, uh, you were committed. Throwing, you were throwing 95? Yeah. That's pretty good, 16. especially in Florida. At 16? Uh, yeah, I Jeez. actually graduated high school at 17. Okay. Yep. Finished my first pro season at 17. It was, it was wild. Wow. You, so that's sorry. So let's get into this then. Were you just carving in in Florida? Cuz I mean Florida has some really good players. Like it's Florida, Texas, um California, like they just produce so much like major league and pro talent. Like how good mm-hmm. was your conference, your your school? Like were you like, the, like that guy on your team? I mean, uh, seven. I was not that guy. <laughs> I wish I was. Uh so my uh or my classification was 9A, which is the highest in Florida. So we play people like Orangewood, or not Orangewood, sorry, West Orange, there we go. Those guys, uh, powerhouse schools in Florida, um, in like our spring break tournaments, we'll play like American Heritage Mm -hmm. and all them. And actually, when I started getting noticed, I went uh, five innings with 12 punch outs against American Heritage. That's sick. Um, But yeah, like I... My senior year, I think I had roughly like a one four ERA. Okay, I, no, I went like your, seven your senior one. year, you're one and your ERA was one point three nine. Oh, uh, you were seven we and one, and you had a no hitter. Maybe I misread that, but did you have a no hitter? No, yeah, I had a no hitter. I actually hit the first batter of that game too. <laughs> and then, first pitch of the game, hit him. So when you hit him, are you thinking like, okay, you're there's no way you're thinking I'm throwing no hitter right now. <laughs> so. My thing was in high school, it was like the first batter was like always a fill out. I always like more than likely walked him or threw like three straight balls before I got into it. So it was like, all right, whatever. First hitter's out of the way. Let's get after it. And I actually didn't know I had a no hitter until I was told after the game. That's crazy. Um, you know, Justin Jarvis on obviously he's, he's a friend of yours. Yeah. I had that's actually my roommate. Oh, that's sick. Uh, I, here. Yeah. I had him on yeah. like last year or something. And he was telling me that like he was kind of highly touted, and he made, I think he transferred in high school. He said his first game, he threw a perfect perfect game. His first mm-hmm. his first game, I'm like, oh, that's sick, dude. Like twenty punch outs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that, he's 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 uh, he's pretty nasty too. I mean, another guy getting drafted out of high school. Um, so what you obviously got drafted, and you didn't go to college, but like, what schools were interested in you? Because obviously, I think you um, committed to South Florida, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. originally, my junior year, I committed to the University of North Florida, okay. Coach Bray's, um, as a two-way, because they at the time it was like them, UCF, USF, and they were the only school that wanted me as a two-way. So I was like, hell yeah, I love hitting. You yeah. know, that's that's what I have fun, the most fun with playing baseball is hitting. So yeah, go there. I mean, they pretty much gave me a full ride. Um, was all in for it and. The coaching staff had a little – they got fired for um, keeping their promise. They they promised all their recruits that if, you know, you get a scholarship, they won't pull your scholarship even if you get hurt and never play a baseball oh, wow. game there. The only way they'll pull your scholarship is if, like, you get in trouble with the law. Yeah. So, I mean, right off the bat, that was huge for me. I was like, all right, there's a lot of trust here. Cool. 
and then the AD didn't like that. Ended up firing them, and um, the pitching coach who was the recruiter there, they tried to, they wanted him to stay another year to get our class in, and he, you know, told me that he's like, I, I would uh, advise you to just, you know, get your NIL or whatever it's called, and um, go like talk to other schools. And USF was the first school I talked to. My parents went to USF. So it was like, it was almost meant to be. Uh, they also almost full ride as a two-way. So I was like, you know what, Let, let's do it. And then the Brewers came knocking yeah. on the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll get to that. But um, uh, Peter Strzelecki, uh, Peter Strzelecki, he went to uh, uh, USF. He's been on the pod too. Good guy. Um, mm-hmm. Great guy. Yeah, and shout out to him for making his major league debut uh, this season as well. Um, like I said, it's that bump on the pod. Um, so how was the visit there? Because like I've seen pictures of, of well, I mean Florida's Florida, uh, but I've seen mm-hmm. pictures of the campus and like it's just beautiful. Like just you're not too far from the beach. Like it's pretty sick. Like how was the recruitment? Like I mean, how do you say no to going there? So the the recruitment was a little different for me because my parents went there. They had me in college, so I was with them for oh. two or three two or three years of their college, you know, life. Um, and then I want to say roughly when I was fourteen or fifteen, they took me there to visit just like as a student because um, I wanted to be in the medical field. They have connections at USF. They're showing. Um, introducing me to professors that knew me from when I was very, very little. Um, so when I actually went on my visit, the the recruiter actually had no idea that I already knew everything about the campus. <laughs> so think- he's just showing me around. I'm looking at my parents. We're all just, we're just smiling and laughing. And then we get into the room, start talking about scholarships. And he, he's talking about, you know, everything that the school has to offer. And I told him, I was like, hey, um, my parents actually went here. I was a college baby. I've actually visited the school a couple of times because, you know, parents went here and he's like, wow, we could have did this totally different if I would have known that. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And then you obviously don't go there. Like, um, were they pretty mad at you when you call them? Like, hey, man, <laughs> I'm not. I'm uh, not. They actually weren't because when I was getting recruited there, um, that was when Kinston was about to take the job for South Carolina. Okay. So they were straight up with me. They're like, hey, look, if you're coming for Kingston, he won't he more than likely won't be here. Okay. He gets that job. He's leaving. It's like, OK, cool. Um, I'm going to commit to you guys. But if I get my number, then, you know, I'm going to take it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so let's talk about draft day then. Like how like confident were you that you were going to get drafted? Um, like, like, did you have to go party? Um, like what was kind of like going through your mind then? Um, so, uh, kind of a roller coaster. Didn't, didn't <laughs> like my draft process very much, honestly. Um, I don't want to say like any names or yeah. anything like that. I was told I was going to get taken somewhere between the eighth and 11th round huh. for a certain amount. So I was like, cool. Didn't end up getting taken eighth through 10th or which is day two. So, and then I was like, you're, they told me you're for sure getting taken to the 11th round for the X amount. I was like, all right, cool. Didn't happen. Um, then I just, I, I want to say it was summertime or like seniors were out of school early. Like we were done just playing baseball type thing. And I was at my ex-girlfriend's house at the time. I think I was taking a nap and uh, my 
agent at the time called me. He's like, hey, I don't know if you've seen, you actually just got drafted by the Milwaukee Brewers in the 23rd round, yada, yada, yada. Uh, how are you feeling? And I actually just woke up from a nap. I was like, oh, it's cool, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, a little disappointed because didn't happen how I thought it was going to happen. But, you know, looking back on it, I'm just, I'm happy it happened, you know, kickstart the, the career. Yeah. And like, do you ever like kind of look back and be like, you know, maybe hear the guys talking about like, their college experiences and like game days and stuff like that. Like, man, like I missed out like the tailgates, the parties and all that kind of things. Um, yes and no, because <laughs> I tell everyone, you know, I, I live next to UCF. That's true. And um, I tell everyone, you know, I got to do the college experience without the whole school part. Yeah. I uh, got to go party, tailgate, go out to like their bars, get get treated like one of them. They don't know who I am, so I, I got to do the whole college experience. I, I you know, go so you got all the fun, friends. and you didn't have to do any schoolwork. Exactly, <laughs> that's crazy. Well, good for you. And like, was there like obviously you you were seventeen when you get drafted? You get a decent signing bonus. What was like that first dumb thing you bought? Because you're seventeen, all of a sudden you go from no money to like decent money, like. Like, what was that first dumb thing you bought where your parents maybe were like, yo, <laughs> what are you doing? I bought a right-hand side, a right-hand steering Jeep. Okay. Four-door. A right-hand? Yeah, like a mailman truck or car. Oh, basically. so like European style where it's like on the other side? Yeah. I didn't yep. know they made those here. Yeah, it was sick. Um, I had it until like January 2021. Um coming home from working at a baseball facility and a company vehicle rear-ended me on the highway was it hard was it hard to learn how to drive on the other side of the uh the highway and stuff um no honestly no the first time i drove it it was at night it was super dark couldn't really see so i was nervous i actually drove over a curb shout out to the big tires though, <laughs> yeah. you know 35 yep, super, yep, yep. didn't feel it a little speed bump and then after a while, you know, when you can see the lines and stuff, you know, it's cool. Like, I mean, it's not hard to stay in the middle, but uh, the nighttime drives at the beginning were a little, little difficult. And then my, I still had my high school car at the time. It, w it was difficult going from Flipping left cars to right. To, yeah. 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 The first like 10 minutes, you're over hard on one side. That's crazy. Did you take that, that car to uh, Appleton or no, I guess you, you didn't have it by then. But mm -hmm. Arizona, I guess, where the, the brewers have their facility and stuff. Yeah, it, the Jeep never made it out there, though. How, Wish it did. How, how soon did it get rear-ended? Like, how soon afterwards did you, after you bought uh, it? I had it four-ish, four, yeah, four, around four years. Okay, that's not bad. I mean, you got four years out of it, but that's pretty sick, not though. Yet. That's pretty sick going from a 17-year-old wa walking around in a, in a Jeep, driving around in a Jeep. That's pretty sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, all right, so when does the story of Cam, like the closer, start? Um, you you didn't get to do two way, or did you? Did you talk to the Brewers about being a two way player? You maybe like, hey, I could be that Shohei before Shohei kind of thing. Uh, so my first year after the season ended, I came back out for instructional league, yeah. and um, they had all of, all like the pitchers that were there, like hitting with PVC pipes, doing like hitter drills, hmm. and the hitting coordinator. Um, actually was like, Robinson, you know, you know how to swing it a little bit. I, I go, yeah, I, you know, I hit in high school. I yeah. was going to college as a two-way. I, I know a little thing about hitting, you know, went, went to a 
pretty pretty good high school. I mean, we went to state finals two two out of the three years I was there. No big deal. Um, yeah, like I I could hit a little bit, and that was as far as it went. <laughs> they didn't even like ask ask you if you wanted to try a little bit or something. Or no? Nope, nope. Jeez. And there's a pitcher Pablo Garbitos who came in as a hitter and now as a pitcher. And I was like. When he came in, I want to say he came in a year maybe after me, 2018 or 2019. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. He gets to try hitting, but I'd never got to. Yeah. And now there's no DH or no, now there's no, now there's a DH in the National League. So, you know, if you stick around with Milwaukee, like you won't, it doesn't matter now. You won't even, you never get a chance to. Do you miss it sometimes when you look at these guys hitting or do you see guys throwing like 99? You're like, I'm glad I'm not a hitter. (laughs) Well, I was one of those guys that always hit like the really good pitchers. Oh, okay. Who who was maybe somebody in high school that you faced that's now maybe pro ball or taking the majors? Uh, teammate Logan Allen. Okay. With with the Guardians. Yeah. He's actually he lives two minutes from me. If that. Uh, oh, that's sick. Back home. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's see. Bryce Hutchinson, he's no longer in pro ball. We had a guy that was with us, Nate Peden. He's no longer in pro ball. Um, I mean, honestly, since baseball wasn't like my my primary sport, I That's never fair. really made too many baseball friends from other teams. Yeah. So it's just kind of like this guy's good. He's a D1 commit. All right. Oh well. Yeah. So am I. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No big deal. Um, so okay, so then where does like the story of you being a closer start? Like, I mean, obviously you t- you talked about like the first couple of years not being like the best um, for you mm-hmm. um, last season. Like, you just dominated. So uh, where when did you kind of were you closing in 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 twenty twenty one or twenty twenty? Like, were you? I guess nineteen wouldn't even be twenty twenty. Um, so seventeen to nineteen, I was a starter. Oh, which okay. I wish I would have I would have took pro ball more serious. Um. <laughs> I kind of thought of Pro Bowl as like summer ball. Being in Arizona, there's no fans. It's really it hot. You practice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's glorified summer ball. Mm-hmm. And um, you know that just made me feel like it was, it was summer ball. I didn't really take it too serious. Is it didn't hard really to work focus? Out. Hard to focus, like when you know you're not playing in front of like like crowds and stuff. Um. It, it's hard to like get that extra energy yeah it, it's not really hard to focus because i mean there's nothing distracting you but it's you're just a set level like energy wise yeah. but um then we come back to 2020 before covid and they had me in a hybrid role which was basically a long reliever mm-hmm. um didn't have the season come back 2021 and i'm full-time in the pen uh, and right when I got to Carolina, my first outing, our manager, Joe Aroll, he put me in to close the first game, oh. ended up closing it. And it wasn't like I was a closer at that time. I was just a reliever that threw the ninth inning. Um, ended up getting getting another save and then another one and another one. And, you know, eventually moved up to Wisconsin in 2021. Was just another reliever. Went from throwing one inning to max two innings to two innings every time just in the middle of the games. And then come into this past season, Joe Aralt was the manager in high A and he had to sit down with our whole pitching staff. And he was like, look, no one here has a, has a set role. And then he calls me out except for cam. He's our closer. Oh, sick. And at the, when he said that, you know, I was like, damn, 
I feel singled out. I don't like this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but at that point, you know, I knew what I was doing that year, yeah. and it was just flip the switch to that. Yeah. So, like, knowing that you have that set role, like, and you see the game progressing, um, how do you like get yourself hyped up to close? Like, I mean, or sometimes, or maybe even calm depends on kind of the player mm-hmm. that you are. But like, what do you do to get yourself like hyped up? Like Red Bull pre workout. Like, what do you? What's your kind of thing? Uh, so I started off in twenty one just dry scooping pre-workout and just going in and I, I did it a little bit at the beginning of this year but I would have tr- I have trouble going to sleep after doing that and you throw the ninth inning I mean it's 10 o'clock yeah you go home about get there 10 30 11 you're not going to sleep till about 2 a.m because you didn't do a true workout to get it out of your system and I had troubles a couple Saturday nights throwing and being being up in the morning for Sundays, I uh, got fined once this this past year in Wisconsin <laughs> for being late to practice or a game. Yeah, uh, late to practice by two minutes. Um, I came in roughly like nine o'clock, I think maybe a little later, nine fifteen, nine twenty. Went to the uh, weight room, got loose, went to the training room, got some work done. And I think practice was like 10. Got out there at 10.01, 10.02. Got fined. I was like, you know what? It's, I'm early in the morning. Didn't get no sleep. I'm in a bad mood. Turned around. Walked back inside the clubhouse. and said, all right, <laughs> I'm going to be late. I got to pay, pay a fine. I'm going to be late. Yeah. Um, went back up. Finished what I had to do. Grabbed my football. Went back down. Joined everybody <laughs> for stretch. So, uh, yeah, so now I just... Everyone asks me, you know, what do I do like for energy? And I, I tell them, you know, I just raw dog life, you know? Yeah. There just you nothing. go. <laughs> you might be the first, first person to describe it that way. But yeah, no, that's, that's what, hey, and it worked for you. It worked for you. I mean, you had um, 25 saves between Wisconsin and, and Biloxi. Um, like what, what maybe in that jump from like high A to double A to triple A, like what was the hardest jump for you? Because I mean, I felt the hitters and pitchers, Everyone kind of says differently. I've heard a lot of people say the jump to double A is a harder jump. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, for you personally, like, what was that harder jump? Uh, obviously, it was triple A. But I won't say it's more, like, high A to double A. You go from one or two good hitters to about roughly five. Mm-hmm. And then you get eight and triple A through a lineup. But I won't say it's more that it was the hitters. I'd say it was more me mm-hmm. making it bigger than what it was. Like, I stopped executing my pitches uh my off speeds like didn't throw them where i, I was throwing them throughout the year mm-hmm. the change of baseballs was was tough too i'm not gonna lie because triple a is using the regular pro, pro ball baseballs now right um so double a and triple a are so okay. when i first got to double a i had no feel for the baseball i want to say right before i left to go to triple a is when i started getting feel for it and then got to triple a uh our pitching coach he kept telling me look it looks like you're trying way too hard. Like, just be you. Hmm. You're you're better than this level. You belong at a level higher than this. And, you know, I just – it was something about being in AAA that makes me want to do more than what yeah. I have to do. So, there were there was a few times where, you know, go in, very relaxed, whatever happens, whatever happens, end up pitching good. And then there's times where I would go in, try to punch out the side and wouldn't do that, you know? Maybe it gets in your head a little bit because, like, when you're in AAA, you're literally like that next step away from from the from a call up. 
So is mm-hmm. that kind of sometimes would get in your head like, all right, I got to really impress these guys and let them know that, like, hey, I'm ready for that next step kind of thing? Um, for I got it kind of got like woken up a little earlier being in AAA, um, kind of learning my, my place, my role as like the young guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had a bunch of rehabbers or like 40 man guys who priority guys and to an extent, they're more important than me kind of, at yeah. that point, you know? So it was just kind of, kind of, for me, it was, I like took like a back seat almost. Okay. I didn't know when I was really going to pitch. Just, uh, you lost that routine was, uh, of knowing you're going to get that ninth role. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Interesting. Wow. Okay. And like, obviously like you talked about guys in the, in, in AAA, some 40 man guys, um, like when, whenever the guys came from who were rehabbing, did they ever like take the guys out? Cause I know like Scherzer went to the Mets and he like bought them all AirPods <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, was there anybody who rehabbed with you guys and like, hey guys, like dinner's on me? Uh, yeah, there there was a couple. Uh, even in single A, oh, there was there like Woodruff. Woodruff, Colin Wong, uh, Mike. I don't want to mess up his last name, so yeah, yeah. Mike B. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, they all you know get us steak dinners, lobsters, cool. all that fun stuff. Um, actually, Josh Lindblom. Our last home game, um, he got us out back with steak, shrimp, lobster tails, uh, mac and cheese, the whole nine. We also had sushi (laughs) that day, um, cold stones for dessert. Jeez. It it was the whole nine. That's And he paid for it himself? Like, he just hooked everybody up? Yep. The only thing we had to do was tip the the cold stone people. Oh, that's so cool. Wow. That's awesome. Um, okay, so let's kind of end on this. Like, do you have any funny minor league stories? Because I like to talk to guys, because um, I hear stories about like you know buses breaking down, um, fans hopping on the bus trying to get autographs. You know, the bus trying to leave, um, different different things like that. Like, do you have any funny like minor league stories? Oh yeah. So I had I had 2019. I was in Colorado Springs. Uh, this actually happened to be the best time I I pitched as a starter. Okay. Um, I wake up late woke up late my host family i was driving a early 90s two-door jeep stick shift right go to turn it on i'm like okay i gotta get to the field like go to crank it up doesn't crank i'm like oh no oh no i'm late car's not starting um they tell me where this thing is to charge the battery trying to charge the battery to start it still not starting calling ubers the ubers are 30 minutes away to take me 20 minutes to the field get the car to finally start so you know i'm speeding trying to get get uh to the field and granted colorado springs very hilly place and this jeep stick shit manual so first time driving a stick was there I just kind of told them yeah i know how to drive it hey. not really i'll just look up a youtube video <laughs> that easy, and man. yeah yeah i uh, get to the field um they tell me i have five minutes because they were waiting for me. I told them, you know, I told someone to hold the bus for me, one of the players. Um, get there, five minutes, speed pack everything. Get to the get to Grand Junction, which was roughly four hours away. The manager who was, who was, um, who's our manager that year? What, doesn't, not yeah, important. Yeah, it's all right. good. Uh, manager tells, tells me, look, you almost had to find your way to the to, uh, Grand Junction. 
It's like my fault, you know, won't happen again, whatever. Get there. I, uh, I end up pitching six innings, one, one run, uh, like 10 punch outs. And we end up losing the game two to one. Um, during, during the game, I actually, in the seventh, seventh inning, you know, we go to the clubhouse, the clubhouse locked. I asked our trainer, Hey, can I go say hi to someone in the stands? It was this uh, older lady who was like season uh, ticket owner. She like, every time we'd chart all the pictures, she'd like offer to buy us like food, oh, go get cool. us drinks, all this fun stuff. And I, I had told her the first time we played them and I was uh, scored or tracking pitches. It's like, hey, after I pitch, cause I knew our schedule against you guys, I'm gonna come say hi to you. Kept my word, went up there, said hi. Um, our hitting coach at the time saw me pointed to our manager. He saw me. He goes, what the hell are you doing? Take your ass to the locker room. I'm like, all right, my fault. You know, this is 18 year old me, maybe, maybe 19. Yeah. Uh, coming from the AZL, all I know is summer ball. So you pitch, you work out and you go sit in the stands. Yeah. Yeah, So it didn't really click that you're not supposed to go into the stands, you know? Um, I get back into the lo- the locker room after the game. Man, the whole coaching staff calls me calls me in, rips me a new one. They're telling me, you know, we're supposed to be celebrating this wonderful outing you just had, but now you want to do dumb stuff. We got we got to you know correct it. Jeez. I, that I felt so bad, at, you know, just I was like, damn, I'm really really stupid for that, huh? Dang, that's crazy. Well, you learned your lesson though, and it, it is different. Like you know, is your first, you know, like pro ball outing when you're not you're not in summer ball like basically in yeah. arizona and stuff exactly exactly who was who was and somebody that, oh sorry go ahead uh i was gonna say we had a we had a party back in the day and in, in the azl we had roughly like the whole team that stayed at the apartments team apartments at the time come over i think we uh we had a beer tower um that was roughly six cans deep and a whole dining room table long Jeez. all the way up yeah to the top we never took it down uh pro housing came took pictures of it took it down put it in trash bags um and we had a surprise meeting one morning uh they took a p- pictures of all the apartments and we had to run our facility in what we wore like to the meeting and from that from there we all took our uh, team buses to the apartments and had to clean every apartment as our punishment dang that's almost like some juco stuff right there like that's hey part of it (laughs) wow that's well at least hey you had fun like you know you did your thing like it's the punishment was probably not as it's probably worth it like you know you take it yeah 100 100 (laughs) that's crazy who was one guy on the on the team who just got like over like always like was just swarmed by fans maybe the guys with the autograph books like you know binders (laughs) like who was one guy who just had like needed security (laughs) just to get around oh i i got a couple for you uh we got i mean you can start easy it started with a uh, jar of my first year. Really? Okay. I guess he was a Jarve high draft pick. Joe Gray, Joe yeah. Gray Jr. And then once we got to full season, Sal, Joey Weimer. That's true. Yeah. Xavier Warren. Those those guys are always always getting asked for autographs, and I they're they're 
good friends of mine. So I'm always walking with them either in or out of the complex. And uh, it's just, hey, Sal, hey, Bryce, hey, Joey, hey, Xavier. And I'm just like, damn. My, <laughs> what, about, uh, what about me? <laughs> I'm like, it's, it, must, it must suck being good, guys. Yeah. Take care. I'll see you. <laughs> like, all right, I'll, yeah, I'll be busy for about 15, 20 minutes signing autographs. I'll be chilling. Yep, I'll be in the locker room. Don't don't worry about me. Hey, twenty seventh ranked prospect now. Like you might you might get a little a little love, you know, heading into uh the season next year. Oh, I, you good? I yeah. don't know. I don't I don't have any card deals, so oh, there's no really cards for for me to sign except for uh my Wisconsin one or my Mudcats one from the year before. Well, we'll have to see what it is. All right, let's end on this. Like when you're not pitching, what do you do for fun? You mentioned Call of Duty. Uh, I know a lot of people golf. Uh, like, are you a golfer? Like, what do you do when you're not when you're not uh, pitching? Uh, I'm actually I'm a huge gamer. Okay. I play all video games. Really, to my own horn, I'm really good at any video game I start to play. Um, I mean, I, I like to play basketball. I don't do it as much now. Don't don't want to mess up the ankles. Yeah. Um, like to toss the football. I mean, being in Florida, I go to the beach every once in a while. You know. I do, I do enjoy watching some football on some on Sundays. Who's your team? The boys. Uh, you know, born in Tampa, so I gotta, you know, Tampa Bay. Okay, okay. They're not doing too hot. I'm a Raiders fan though, They're so not. I can't, I can't even, I can't even talk. <laughs> yeah, no, I honestly don't have like a true football team. Uh, I mean, it goes for all sports. I just really like watching good sports at yeah. the end of the day. I feel that. Um, do you ever play with Antoine Kelly? I mean, that's that's my guy. He's yeah. been on the pod a couple of times. He and I he and I play like Fortnite together. Um, mm-hmm. Antoine's my boy. Um, uh, me and Justin, we actually uh, kind of got him out of his shell this past year. Good, because he with, needed it. Which was it. great for him. Um, and I don't want to take his success away from him, me, me or Justin, but like I think him having like that really close friend that he can talk to about anything whatever it may be mm-hmm. was huge for him and then he could just be himself on the mound yeah like anytime he was pitching am i allowed to curse yeah that's fine all right anytime he was pitching and like he wouldn't strike somebody out he'd come in throw a hissy fit and i'm like yo why are you bitching bro you fucking suck anyways like what are you yeah. doing I mean, and he looks at me he's like fuck you you're right i do suck <laughs> and then goes out and punches out the next next three guys and i'm like all right Good job, man. There Wait, you go. Way to throw. You're looking good now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's good. Like, and like he, he, he tells me all the time he wants to be a closer. Like he, he hates starting. And like, but uh, I, I think they, he'd be a sick closer. Like he has, he has that stuff. But I mean, it's starting, starting kind of. You know, he actually uh, moved to the pen with the Rangers this past year. But a lot of that was inning limits because of his injury mm. um, from the the year before. But I mean, he, I know he was happy with that. Like he's, he's. He's, yeah, no. Nah. He doesn't want to be a starter. I don't know why. He has he so good. Randy Johnson esque. Yeah. Yeah, he's nasty. Yeah. Right on. Well, hey, um I I, I want to thank you for coming on the pod. Um I appreciate that. We're going to have to do it again. Like there's so much more I want to talk about. But we'll have to do it again. Have you on the pod again. If you're in Milwaukee, you know, fingers crossed, knock on wood, we get you there. We're going to have to do this in person. Like, I mean, <laughs> 40 minutes away. Like I'm I'm there. I'm cool with that. No doubt, no doubt. All right, Cam, you have a great rest of your day. Enjoy your off-season, bro, and we'll catch up. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.